Yo, yo, what up, what up? Welcome to the WTF Should I Do With My Life podcast. I'm your host, Jacob Sokol. And this episode is an episode where I do some deep group coaching in a community setting. I'm working with people specifically in the times of the corona quarantine and the pandemic and reconfiguration of the world as we've known it. And I wanted to really support people in not just getting through this experience, but in getting the gifts that this experience may have to offer them to allow what's happening to sculpt them into a deeper, more profound and more fulfilled version of who they are so that ultimately they can live with that deep sense of purpose with an open heart, feeling like they've got the mental toughness and the emotional mastery to uh, navigate and to um, really create a life that, that deeply matters to them no matter what's going on externally in the world. So these are people who are sharing deeply and vulnerably and authentically. I appreciate them and I appreciate you for being willing to see how can you grab an insight here that can help you to live with a deeper sense of purpose and more of an open heart. Let's jump in. What's poppin', yo? Welcome to the Corona Coaching, Sensify Style. Who knows what we're going to get into today, but I'm glad to have you guys here. And uh, let me just check. All right, we got everyone admitted. I'm trying to, my OCD is kicking in. I want to like be directly centered with that damn wall in the background. All right, I think that's good enough. So um, what's poppin', yo? Great to see some familiar faces here, some uh, reoccurring faces, some longtime Sensify tribe members, and I'm pumped to be here, guys. Am I the only one whose hair is getting longer these days? Sure feels like it. All right. Awesome. Hmm. So where shall we go today? Who knows? Who knows? Let's see. Mm. All right, well, let's start by dropping in. Let's start by connecting a little bit more deeply with our bodies, with our hearts, with life itself. And we'll do that by closing our eyes and allowing our posture to um, simultaneously, we wanna, we wanna straighten our spine, like strong spine and soften our front. So it's like a nice dignified strong spine with a, a relaxed front. And in that pose, in that posture, we'll take a nice deep inhalation through the nose. Really filling up the air in our belly, in our heart. And letting it go through the mouth. Again, nice deep inhalation through the nose. And all we're doing here is just getting present to what is. And then letting it go through the mouth. So we don't need to change anything. We don't need to be a monk. We don't need to be super chill. We're just getting present. We can keep that breathing going through the nose, out the mouth.
you have full permission to show up exactly as you are in today's session. You have full permission to show up exactly as you are today. You have full permission to show up exactly as you are in the entirety of your life. And I'm going to dare to say that actually by showing up being fully you and really owning the entirety of you, the quirkiness, the weirdness, the strengths, the insanity, all of it, that you will become one of a kind and magnetize yourself even more firmly on the path that you're here to walk. So we'll take today's session as a training ground, as a gymnasium, to build the muscle of just being us. How fucking crazy and awesome is that? <laughs> we have to practice being us. That's the world we live in. We're gonna practice being us today. We'll take a nice deep inhalation through the nose into the heart space. Oh, let it go. All right, all right. You can open your eyes. Come back to our session here. And we shall begin. Hmm. So who'd like some support today? Any, um, any people who I haven't spoken to yet? I love how the first two hands up are, are people who I've spoken to. Uh, and then I see another hand. I see some people like, man, maybe I'll get in there, maybe. I don't know, it's easier to watch other people sweat in terror as the spotlight is put on them. All right. Yeah, yeah, there we go. I got some new hands up. Um, awesome. So let's actually start with Julie, who was the last hand that I saw go up, but maybe her heart was pounding the most in the process of putting it up. So Julie, why don't you unmute yourself and um, just give me a check-in. How are you feeling in this moment right now? Yeah, certainly a bit. <gasps> oh. Yeah, sitting, sitting not organized, you know, like you have ideas floating around in your head, but, but when it comes to the actual spot, you go, <gasps> so, yes, a bit, ah, but no, it's it's my late Friday evening tonight, so I've set up especially for this, so. Um, I, I love it, and let me check, so are you on the speaker view where you just see me, or are you on the view where you see everybody? Yeah, I'm, I'm on the speaker view, so I've got you down the bottom and then everyone else on, on the top. Okay. I've got my sort of Brady Bunch thing going on. If it makes it more comfortable for you, for me it does. You can just have it so you only see me. It, it lets me kind of drop in without having to worry about, like, what are these 24 eyes thinking of me? Yeah, I'm not, I'm probably not too bad actually. Like I said, I don't, I can see you in the middle, so I can see them up the top and they sort of, nothing personal with um, everyone else, but they just sort of blur in. So this sort of, Focusing. You guys are non-existent to her. Step your game up. Don't take it personally. <laughs> yeah, 
Did you hear that? She said, take it personally, everyone. Everyone. I know, I, I know you all. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. All right, Julie. So where could we, where could we go in our conversation that would be helpful for you? I suppose the one thing that's underlying the whole theme of, of your, of these sessions about quarantine and that, that sort of stuff, you know, bits and pieces around that. So what, what sort of pops to my mind is I've got I've sort of got this double thing going on. I was, um, suppose I found that when we went into quarantine, I was equally horrified, but also in a way, some ways sort of secretly relieved because it's, because I was, I was sort of facing um, issues of isolation before we went into quarantine due to my relocating for the job I've taken on and that sort of stuff. I've moved into a rather um, remote part of Australia for this job. I was one of those, seemed like a good idea at the time type things. And so when the coronavirus thing come along, I sort of, I'm sort of semi-freaked but also semi-like, I, I, I almost sort of like relaxed because I thought, well, no one else is, can have any more fun than what I can have. So we're all, we're all locked in together. This, this is like a classic shadow thing going on here. We know. If I'm suffering, I want everyone to suffer. Yes, damn it. But, but now that there's starting to move, there's murmurs about lifting the ban. I'm just like, <gasps> but part of me, like some days I'm clawing going, get me the hell out. And other, other days I'm just like, I'm happy in my bubble. Sort of thing, yeah. but now that they are sort of leave, I'm like, get up on me saying people, like, fuck, you know, I'm gonna have to start facing all the crap, which I know there's not, I know I think a lot of other people got the similar thing going on, but now I've got to start facing all those challenges that I'm finding challenges that I was finding challenging before, but I haven't had to address, you know what I mean? So I'm sort of feeling quite apprehensive about coming out of the, the lockdown. Yeah. Yeah. So, no, a lot of people have different angles, you know, and for different reasons. It's like, shit, now that I've faced it all again. Yeah. Well, I think you're speaking to an experience that a lot of people are having. Maybe not everyone, but I would say there is a good percentage of people who are feeling that thing, which is like, wow, we kind of got a, either a timeout from life or at least a um, this kind of new setup to be able to um, – be out of the experience that we were not necessarily loving and now in this new experience of quarantine like i i feel that for me i was spending so much time with my dad like doing all these things and the quarantine kind of gave me permission to be like actually you're, you're staying here um so 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 that said kind of given that context is there something specifically that you would love to get out of our conversation Hmm. So there's lots of different little things I suppose I could say, but as with many people, I, I want to, I do want to sort of make the most of this time. I have got this time to myself, and you know, as as with you know, I'm not alone here. A lot of other other people do this. It's even so in this in this isolation, it's still very easy to distract myself and thinking, oh no, I must go and do that now, or I do want to come out of this with some sort of plan because. Um, Essentially, I found myself here because I uh, was having a bit of a career break and whatnot, and I was up in the northern part of Australia, and I was finding it really hard to find work up there. And so I was having this really horrible dilemma about what to do, whether to stay up there or 
follow the call of certainty and all, and all that sort of guff and come back down here for a job, knowing full well I was going to plant myself in a rather isolated location. So, yeah, so I've sort of gone from one extreme to the other. I've had the semi-quality life, I had the connection, social connection, but then I didn't have any job. Now I've got the job and hardly any social connections and it's like they've sort of gone, it sort of depends on the song from one way to another and it's just like, and I, was, and I was doing your true path course at the end of last year, just when this all come up and I was pumping the course, trying to come up with answers, but of course I know that's not how it works. And so I'm like, well, I've got it. I'm just trying to figure out what, yeah, I know you can't answer it in, in this call, in this yeah. call now, but. Um, my oh yeah, I can. Don't, don't sell me short. I'm happy to, I'm happy to fix everything right now in this moment. Excellent. Yeah. All the right things to a girl. Yeah, I'm so, um, well, let me, so let me ask you, because I'm hearing the overall context. Mm. And the place that I get curious around, Julie, is um, if, you, if you check in with yourself, if you go a little bit deeper, and maybe we'll take a breath here together, just kind of like ground and center, just in this moment into our heart space. What need of yours isn't being met? Well, definitely um, connection. I say connection and balance because now, because A, A, because we're in isolation, B, I'm working from home. So I'm like literally living inside my office. Mm. And then on weekends, if, unless I go to local little sh little town for shopping, I don't see any, anyone. So I've gone from like, and I, yeah, that's my big thing out here is not having the balance. So you're craving connection. Yeah, which is what I was yeah. doing, which is what I was seeking when I went on my trip. And I knew by, yeah, yeah. by taking so, the job. That's so just starting with that, right? Like there's so much uncertainty, the quarantine, the economy, the future. Yeah your career, like everything. But what we can be certain on in this moment is that you have a need for connection that's not being met to the capacity that you're craving for it to be met. Mm. Right? Mm. It's, like, it's just simple. We can know that. There's a lot of things we can't know. That we can know. Mm. So, and connection, we can underplay it we can downplay it but connection as human beings it's how we're wired i mean we take that as a kind of luxury or something to do after hours once we're done with work but just like we need water or we need food we need connection we need that shit biologically we're hardwired for that now our current society doesn't value connection and doesn't um create the structures for us to get that connection in the way that we actually need it, but we still need it. So for you, Julie, I would have you, um, I would have you kind of hold that as sacred as like, I have a deep desire for connection and I don't know what my future looks like and I don't know what's going to shift in the world. But what I do know is that there's a nutrient called connection that I'm like deeply craving right now. And it doesn't mean that I need to completely blow up my life or change directions. Maybe yes, maybe no, maybe somewhere in the middle. But in this moment, 
connection really matters to you. And from there, I would have you go into, so how can you get a little bit more connection in your life? And I mean, we're doing it right now. So mm. I love that you followed your intuition and you, you joined this call. We are connecting. And outside of this call, is there another way that you could bring a, just a little bit more connection into your life? Yeah, look, I, um, like I, was, you know, I certainly keep in contact with my family members and my other friends. I call them quite regularly, that sort of thing. But as you know, there's only so much that you can do over over this thing. <laughs> and I don't mean that. I don't, don't mean that either. There's only so much, you know, interaction you can have on a flat screen. Was that a <laughs> jab? Was... Did you throw a jab at me, Julie? Did you just? <laughs> <laughs> Was that a low blow to me? <laughs> yeah. And so, like, I, I can go into my local office where I do usually work. It's ten minutes down the road. I go in there and I sort of hang out with you know, people from there from work a bit. But I'm just going to say, too, just reflecting on what I've been saying, I know one aspect is um, connection with other people, but I know a big part of my issue or whatever you call it, my challenge, whatever you call it, is my connection to myself because I know I feel like I am, I, no, I am sort of like looking for something. I'm sort of, but I'm, you know, when people ask, so what, what, what is it that, that I want? I sort of, sort of, you know, end up going, squirrel, you know, <laughs> just like, you know, trying to distract people from asking me the question because I don't it's you know it's that, it's that squirming sort of question you never really know the answer to don't you say well oh, oh, oh I want this this and this and this and this so I know it's the other part of my dilemma is the connection to self hmm. and I yeah yeah well but there's that, yeah. I love that you brought that up right because we can generally speaking we're going to connect with somebody else as deeply as we've connected with ourselves hmm unless that person is like really deeply connected with themselves and then they can inspire something in that interaction to help us connect more deeply. But just generally speaking across the board, we're going to connect with people at the depth of connection that we have with ourselves. Um, I have a client who I was working with and authenticity comes up all the time in, in the coaching that I do, whether it's in career or relationships or just life. And um, he was just saying how he was craving so much more of these like authentic connections and he's like man like i get it with you and i get it with like one other person maybe but it's like it's not there in my life I'm like i like need to move i need to start a new career like i need people who can connect in a deep authentic way and what we identified was that um there was a way in which he was disqualifying people from that possibility of connecting deeply and what I challenged him was to be the one who leads in bringing the depth of that connection to their interactions. So for you, I would almost offer something similar where it's like, I hear that you're really craving deep connection. How can you be a leader in the facilitating of deeper connection between people? And maybe that's in the current relationships. Maybe that's when talking to your mom. I mean, that's fucking challenging, like talking to parents. But you, yeah. if you want to take it on, you can do that. Or just with a few friends. Like, let's drop the shit. Like, let's really, like, connect deeply. Like, what's up? What's, what's really going mm. on? Which we And that's something that I do do quite regularly. I'm like, the three people I do stay, and even like my parents, you know, I still, like, we do sort of talk about stuff. And I just sort of talk about the weather. Although, you know, my dad's a typical dad and sort of like, oh, emotional stuff. Mm, mm. 
but like yeah certainly with friends and that certainly I do have it but yeah I, yeah I think it's a classic thing of you know looking at you know I think I need this I think I, I think really my work lays or whatever you call it my challenge or my focus is really lay on myself in my internal bits and pieces because I'm scrambling around trying to change my you know the classic thing of trying to change my exterior and and, and looking at jobs and things, and I, and I know bloody well, it's no use me looking at that until I know myself more what it is I want from this age onwards. Is that yeah. Thing, yeah, the internal stuff. Yeah, so I, I would um, offer the frame that you are so undernourished in connection that it's almost not trustworthy for you to try to figure out what actions you want to take in your mm. life right now. The same way if you were on like three hours of sleep and you were undernourished with sleep, that wouldn't be the time to plan your future. That'd be the time to get some sleep and maybe like a few mm. days worth of good sleep before you tried to plan your future. And um, it's not like you're different, like, oh, Julie doesn't have connection. What's wrong with it? It's like, no, like this is just what's going on mm. like, like culturally. And maybe you have it a little bit more now or later, doesn't matter. But mm. I, would, I would have you... I'd have you, if you're up for it, take on the challenge of like for the next month, really focus on nourishing yourself as much as possible with connection. Yeah, which is certainly what I I do do. And I think now, because things here in South Australia are starting to slowly ease. Here in Australia, they're starting to talk about, you know, less, you know lessening the death grip on locking people down. So social groups will start to resume. But again, I don't want to be doing off going to some random old meetup groups, but I don't know the people I want to, you know, like you said, I want to be strengthening relationships I have got because it's sort of having maybe. to start again. I, I don't know, maybe going to the, I don't know, when you said going to those groups, something came up in me where I'm like, huh, maybe that would open something up in you. Maybe that would give you a depth of connection. Which is what I was, I was starting to do before the whole COVID thing shut down. I was, I was trying to establish a new social network here because I've just moved. And um, then the COVID come, I was like, no! <laughs> Locked in and, there was, <laughs> and now I'm like, oh, fuck, now I've got to start doing it all over again. Start going to groups. Hi, my name's Julie. And being all... Yeah. Well, you're doing it here, right? I mean, you know some of these people, I right? Know. But at least I can, yeah, I can, yeah, at least here you can sort of show your quirk. People think, go, oh, as much. That's, well, that's what I want to encourage you and actually everyone here to do. Mm. To go into the both- new environment and show the fucking quirks right off the bat. Like, how can you come in quirks blazing? Like, yeah, bitches, this is me. What up? And your version of that, you're probably not going to say that. I- but like your version of that. Mm. And like, I'd be so curious about the depth of connection that gets created for you if you were to just own that. Well, I certainly was like that just by default when I started it, this job because I've just gone through such a major change. I just, you know, I was, I was in cultural shock. I was in shock because I just moved from one location down here going, what the fuck have I done? What the hell am I doing here? And I turned up to this job and these strange people. And I, yeah, I was probably overly... Um, I was overly authentic when I first started there, but they all they found that I, I comment feedback was they people found that I settled in the office really quickly because I showed who I was and I didn't act like some big fancy coordinator. I was just like Julie, just going, where the fuck am I? <laughs> so I fit, yeah, I do do that, but I've yeah, I've just got to be careful in the workspace because sometimes I have 
better, um, like I said, I'm just a little bit too honest and a little bit too authentic of showing my humour and got to make sure I remain certain, let's say some, some certain things that I tend to come out with. It's like, oh, because I, I, what, I, what I mean by that is I have to just watch my sense of humour at times. <laughs> but no, yeah. I, now that so, the so let me, corona so let me, thing's let me, done, let me, let me pause you. Because I, I do the same thing what, that I'm getting from you, Julie, which is like, there's something that we know is true. And then it's like, but we like pop out of it, like boop, boop, into our head. And then it's like, oh, boop, boop. But what about this? What about that? What about this? What about that? And we just get lost in this kind of maze of mental, whatever, rumination, possibility that I don't think actually serves us. And, and I, I'm speaking to it because I was just working with this on with a coach of mine a month or two ago. And I feel it in myself, I feel it in you right now, of like this like, doo -doo 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 -doo, which is why I have you come back to like, so what do you know? You know you're craving connection, you mm -hmm. know that. And that's here, that's like mm. grounded. I don't need to question if I'm craving connection. I know yeah, that. Yeah, because I wake up the first thing in the morning, I was just like, fuck, I'm still in solitary confinement. And it's the last thing I think I'm gonna go, bed so it's there so the, so, mm. so the next thing i would have you do and you i won't have you answer this now because i want to i want to be mindful and i want to get to a few people here but i'd have you i'd have you say okay so what's i know i'm craving connection what's one way i know that i can bring a little bit more connection into my life and maybe that's a phone call every day with someone else who's also craving connection maybe mm. that's a phone call every you know, twice a week with someone was also craving connection and a phone call twice a week with another person who's like, you figure out what that support would look like for you. And then I created a little bit like more of these um, possibilities for actually deepening that connection. So bringing more of yourself into the interactions, being willing to take a few deep breaths before the call and say like, what would I love to connect about or what would be like most the most nourishing form of connection here. And then I hear the part about like oversharing or being overly authentic. And I love your, your wording mm. around that. I think I might use that being overly authentic. Um, mm. I think oh, that's, that's actually something. Thin of the I think that's actually something else disguised as being overly authentic. And I think that's a whole different module in, uh, in a program. Mm. Um, and, I, and I'll, I just don't want to leave you hanging with such a big open loop there. So I'll just speak to what That's I think right. it is. Mm. No, mm. just, and I think it's actually what I spoke to Laura about maybe two weeks ago. I don't know if you were on the call or not, which is actually a form of heart-based leadership where you're, you want to feel into the culture that you're in or the, or the person who you're interacting with. And so you like feel into yourself in the moment, you feel into who you're interacting with, and then you kind of attune to and scan for what's the thing that's going to serve this moment the most. And if I start talking to you guys about all the different sex positions that I love, like, is, does that actually serve like all the, like, he, I don't know. That's an idea. <laughs> yeah, right. Like it probably doesn't, it probably gets people... Yeah. I said it there because I, I felt it would serve to open us like, like, boop, like I kind of, um, there's, there's a way in which 
yeah, like that would be authentic for me to talk about. And I'm not sure it would add the, the flavor that I want to be in this, um, this environment. And I, and I really lean into, you know, authenticity and kind of breaking the norm and all that. And it's, there's just the kind of, I'd, I'd couple that with heart-based leadership around like what's going to serve the unit as well. So separate thing, but I didn't want to leave you hanging. I don't think you're being overly authentic. Um, I think there's nuances and, you know, a whole skill set for all of us to develop in that realm. Mm. All right. I'm going to take you off the hot seat. Thank you for jumping Thank in you. with me. Thank you. What time is it in Australia where you are? Uh, it's about to turn midnight. Midnight on Saturday, uh, Friday night. Holy shit. All right. All right. Get some sleep. Maybe you need sleep also. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Julie. And uh, let's go to Michael. Michael, what's up, my brother? Uh, hey, how's it going, Jacob? I'm doing all right, man. Yeah, you got the hair going like me, brother. I aspire it's, to be where you are one day. It's going crazy. <laughs> I love it, man. How's your day going? Yeah, no, the yeah, today is a, a hard day. I mean, it's I'm a, I'm in Philly, so same I think same time as you. Um, but yeah, I had some some hard dreams, and I just woke up with all the emotion that came from those dreams, and that I'm still recovering from that <laughs> yeah any particular emotion that's present for you um there's nothing mm, specific it's just like a low energy uh feeling sad and uh like just a, like a low energy and like uh yeah like a low self-worth i guess mm. yeah yeah, that's not an easy one to feel or to be with. Uh, yeah, not, it's uh, less easy. <laughs> mm. Yeah, well, sadness, but specifically like low self-worth, that's, that's a hard one. Yeah. yeah, it comes up, yeah, it comes and goes. But yeah, it's, uh, that's like specifically, I guess, what I was thinking about talking about to, in this moment. Because uh, like, it comes and goes, but it's always kind of sitting there the background even when it's not so present yeah um well let's do it man i appreciate your willingness to go there and be vulnerable and it's a topic that i've definitely um felt a lot in my own life and i think a lot of people can relate to so what would be helpful for you yeah um similar i guess i think along uh, thanks for sharing julie um uh, i think similar to what you were saying uh julie is um I definitely have a longing for connection and it's been there for a while because um, uh, like a, with a, when I met you in Bali, that was kind of the beginning of a very long, I've been traveling ever since then. Jesus, uh, dude, how? It's like six <laughs> it's years? Ridiculous. How long has it been? Yeah, Five almost years? six years. Yeah. Wow. It's ridiculous. But um, so I'm like, proud of that. I think it's cool. Uh, yeah, I've been all over Southeast Asia. And then uh, New Zealand and Australia. Wow. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's great. I mean, like, so, so much of it is great. But something that is severely lacking in travel is, is, is this strong connection and sense of community and sense of belonging. I don't, uh, mm -hmm. that's all, I, I don't have that. I don't feel it anyway. 
and uh so yeah so that that's my biggest struggle but um but what so what, the, what i see is that there's this loss of connection and then but what why do i need this other than like there there is like that innate biological need uh but there's also like i think it's related to the self-worth aspect right there's a I need that connection, self-acceptance and belonging, which then leads to the I have worth people, you know, are providing me with that sense of worth uh, mm-hmm. instead of it coming from myself. Um, I'm always like, I don't know, I haven't been able to to fully give it to myself. I've always been able to leech it from other people. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Is there one particular area that it feels like self-worth is the most tender around? Um, no, I've never, uh, that's a hard, I don't understand that. Well, uh, not that I don't understand. I've never been able to categorize it. It's just kind of been an over, it's kind of a, maybe a sense. So if you were, if you were to kind of give voice to the voice in your head that tells you, the thing that has you wrestle with low self-worth like what does that voice say to you hmm. uh, i guess uh, i mean nothing you do is good enough uh, like uh, yeah i guess like, like a general sense of nothing i do is good enough like and it can always be better. And so how it is now is not good enough. There's a, this kind of overlay. Gotcha. So nothing you do is good enough. That's what the voice says. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and if you were to kind of go back into your childhood, would you get that from? Mom, dad, both of them. Um, more so, I guess, on the mom's side. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Because we've always had that's a fun relationship. Like we've we've always dadded has like, and she loves me so much and would do anything for me. And uh, but we our value systems are 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 bashing. Like they don't mesh at all. So yeah. that's always that's always been a struggle. So. Is it safe to say that you perhaps internalized some of mom's, like, no matter what you do, it's not good enough? Yeah, I think that's there. Yeah. Yeah, and it wasn't so strong. It was very subtle, but it's, but yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, I've got, I've got the, like, <laughs> you're not, I got, like, the you're not smart enough. Not, you're not good enough, like, but, like, and no, no one ever told me. My dad didn't tell me you're not sm- smart enough, but there was just a way in which he existed that I yeah. picked that up. Yeah. And it's amazing. Yeah. Like I'm home now. So it makes it <laughs> like it's so ridiculous. Like uh like it's not ridiculous, but it's like it's amazing. Like how much like how many smaller things I'm noticing why I'm like this or oh like nothing's so blatant. Just these very small details in how people think and what present Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. 
Okay, so this is this is great. So we got it. Uh, that voice, you're not good enough. Mom had that. Now, do you know the relationship between mom and her parents? Um, not so strong. I mean, I've, well, I've been told, and I can see it, is that my mom is very much like her mom. Um, and in uh, and, and that which way like in a very controlling in a very um worrying way mm, yeah yeah so it actually so this thing that you've been having inside of you that feels so kind of personal in a way like i'm not good enough we can actually start to identify oh although yeah it's personal actually it kind of started with mom and that's where i got it from but if I even look beyond that, mom probably got that from her mom. Who knows where her mom got that from? And yeah. this is actually this thing that has felt deeply personal to me and like I'm wrestling with and maybe have some shame around that actually this is like a generational thing that's being passed down. Yeah, that's right. That's, 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 okay, so how... how I guess, what's the practical, I guess, uh, I don't have the right phrase, but the practical use of knowing this. Yeah, like, we already could just say, like, now what, motherfucker? Off of that. <laughs> <laughs> Got it, dick, now what? <laughs> <laughs> no, like, no, I appreciate it. It's really good, but I don't know how, how it helps, though. Like, it's, it's, help, it's useful. Yeah, exactly. There we go. It, you, can, you, can, you can separate, you can, like, not blame yourself you know, you can separate it from, you know, saying it's my fault and how, you know, how bad am I? But it's, but, uh, but I guess how to, how does it help with, uh, kind of present, I don't know, removing that sense of self-worth or, or, yeah, or gaining yeah. that sense of worth? Yeah. Great question. Great question. So, um, so what I would offer you, what I'd have you do is, when it's one just start to become conscious when you hear that voice so and basically the cue will be any time that you feel shitty it's probably some narrative of you're not good enough so if you ever catch yourself not feeling great or feeling sad or feeling low self-worth just check in and be like oh is there any like narrative here around like i'm not good enough can you do that yeah As a start all right. It's, it's, step, it's step one. I want to give you more steps, but I want to make sure you can do step one. <laughs> no, no I can become more, more present with that emotion. Yeah. And you were today. So it's something you are already doing. It's like, keep doing that. And then what, what I would have you do is actually start to recognize that's not my authentic voice. That's mom's voice. And if you can almost start to relate to it as it's another voice that's not yours, like, mm -hmm. oh, that's mom who's saying that. And that's actually mom's mom. And that's like our like generational like, like lineage and like the trauma of our history that's actually speaking to me. And it's like, oh, what's up, trauma? Or like, what's up, grandma? Like, like you can almost bring a love for it like you would bring toward your mom or toward your grandma. They're like, oh, what's up? I love you. And like, you're kind of experiencing dementia and I'm not going to take what you think as like the deepest truth. And 
um, and cool, you're there and awesome. And what is a deeper truth besides that? And so you kind of personify or have this, sometimes it's fun to put a name to it. Like, um, I don't know what we would say. You got a name? I felt like you just had a name. Started laughing. Man, no, I'm laughing. I see Lori. <laughs> she she has a name. She's got a name. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna stay with you here. I'm only looking at you. Lori doesn't exist to me in this moment. I love you, Lori. So let's so let's say it's um let's say it's like never good enough grandma. Mm. So like never good enough grandma is over there like Michael, why are you not a billionaire? Right? Or like, I don't know, right? Like, why did you not meditate for three hours instead of one hour? Like, I don't know, right? Yeah, yeah. So like never good enough grandma comes in and you're like, all right, cool. And you know, for other people, sometimes I'll do this work and it's more of like a drill sergeant voice. of like, you gotta do this, you gotta do I don't know what flavor the voice is for you, but you kind of want to, um, you want to personify it. And if you can bring a little bit of humor to it, it, it usually opens something up and then, yeah. and, and then like who else is in your inner council? And it's like, okay, so there's never good enough grandma who's telling me like, I'm oh, never good enough. But then like, what is like relentlessly positive grandpa? Or like, I don't know if your grandpa was positive, but you could just like come up with anyone. Like, like your, your inner kind of, um, yeah. I don't know. I like that. I have, that. I have an inner positive voice. But uh, but he's he's like uh, yeah the counter balance to the to the to the negative. Or I just I try to uh, I guess like the positive aff affirmation kind of deal. And it's like Great. yes I'm good at this yes I help that person yes you know this is good this is great you know I try to put in that counterbalance but but the uh, I don't know um, it feels real but also I wonder how. Uh, I wonder if I'm missing something, but uh, it feels like it's not just a contrived, let me just say this expression to help myself. It feels real, but uh, yeah, but yeah but I wonder. So, so the other piece around that is that the same question I asked to Julie, I would actually have you ask that to never good enough grandma, which is what... Yeah, yeah, what need of yours isn't being met. Okay, yes. Because the reason that she's saying that is because she does have a need and it's not being met. And this is her way of trying to get that need met. And maybe the need is to feel um, worthy, right? <laughs> like, or to feel safe or to feel loved or to feel like she can relax. Like, I have you check in and be like, you know what? what's actually the need it's almost like if you had a child who was crying you would try to decouple what they're crying about from or like what they're saying to like what's the actual need that's not being met so they might be like you are always an asshole you always blah 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 blah, blah. but actually like as a parent and i'm not a parent i'm a cat parent but as a parent <laughs> what i imagine you would do is you would intuit what need of my child isn't being met right now, no matter what they're saying, it doesn't really matter. It's what's the real need underneath it. And let me help them get their, Oh, they're hungry. Some food. Oh, they're tired. Oh, they need, 
right? So the same thing with these voices, it's like, yeah, we could take it at face value, but that's actually a trick. And like, what's the deeper need? And then how do you get that need met? Yeah, that's something I'll have to, yeah, it's not coming readily apparent, but yeah, something I'll sit with. Yeah. With, yeah. So with, with you're not enough, um, I would imagine it would be some version of just wanting to feel lovable. Yeah, it feels, um, it, 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 I guess initially it did feel like the, um, the beginning of, of the, of the, the, the train uh, with uh, a sense of belonging kind of aspect. Great. Yeah. yeah so, so in that would be, be, would be love and, and connection and community. Yeah. And um, is there like even a, a more nuanced descriptor you could add in there? Like, love and connection and community even when i feel sad um yeah and in, in um in uh, yeah love connection community with uh complete authenticity no no judgment or even with judgment but still acceptance full acceptance yeah so maybe there's um you know, these are like, these are detailed little things that matter because we could just say like love, but it's kind of this blanket term. And for you, it might be like, yeah, like this, like specifically in the moment when I feel that or specifically around the fact that I'm in this position. Right. But yeah, especially when I'm sad, when I don't know, when I have a selfish thoughts or actions and you know yeah when when i'm not my best self kind of situations yeah yeah all right best self <laughs> so yeah so so you if you like imagine your lineage and then you have like, oh, wow, this actually didn't start with me. This is like software programming that's been like downloaded from like great grandma, grandma, like me. And then um, there's kind of like a sacred opportunity that you have to be the one to break that generational trauma, the generational emotional trauma. And like the work that you do in this moment, it's almost like, you're not just doing it for yourself, but like you're doing it on behalf of like all of the people who came before you, who got you here. And mm -hmm. you can almost imagine like they're like cheering and applauding, like as you do it, you're like, yes, like we took the torch as far as we could take it. And now Michael has it. And oh my God, he's wrestling with it. And he's going <laughs> to take it a little bit further or like way further than we took it. Amazing. Yeah. And there's almost like an honoring of who came before us in the doing of this work that feels so personal and internal in a way. Mm. Yeah, and I maybe, like... yeah. And maybe your mom might not get it. So it's like, and then you go talk to your mom about it and your mom's like, what are you talking about? Like, blah, 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 blah. Right. But, but, but I, but just like you were saying, like, like best self, 
worst self. So like, imagine that there's a continuum for all of us of highest self, lowest self. And highest self just means most connected to life as a whole, or you could call it to spirit, to whatever, but just most open, most love, most connected. Lowest self is most isolated, most contracted, most in fear, right? Um, so your mom and all of us are going to fluctuate at different points in the day or our life, where we are in that continuum. So maybe like where your mom is right now, she can't like clap and cheer for you to overcome it because she just doesn't have it with where she is. But almost imagine like your mom's highest self and almost like imagine the version of your mom that can do that. That's actually, it, it is actually her. It's just her in this, like, her, where her spirit's kind of in this different state. And, like, imagine, like, your mom's highest self cheering you on. So even if your mom can't do it, her highest self is like, yeah, Michael, like, you're doing that work for all of us. Thank you. Yeah, that's great. And then, <laughs> and then, you can imagine your future selves, actually, and your future selves, your, your future successful selves, your future, and not successful like by society standards, but like your future higher selves that are the most authentic, aligned, loving versions of you. And imagine them kind of looking back and saying like, like, great job, like, great job. Like, and, and you can kind of almost gauge what to do by like looking forward and being like, is my future successful self giving me a thumbs up or a thumbs down based on what I'm doing right now? Yeah. And um, just, I, I guess, curious, because uh, curi I've always thought like, um, I never thought about the um, going back uh, to previous generations, uh, you know, carrying the same affliction. But uh, I've always thought about, yeah, not wanting to, wanting to resolve it for myself so i don't pass it on to my children but which you know eventual children and um but i'm just curious what's the um i guess how do you picture or explain the future um future selves yeah um a coach who i worked with named annie lala she describes your intuition like she says her like your intuition is your future successful self giving you clues how to get there. Oh, okay. Like best definition ever. Mm. So, um, so you would be checking in with your intuition, using your intuition as the kind of um, the channel, if you call it that, that helps you to, to navigate how to create the best life. And you can almost imagine yourself in the future in a kind of intuitive way, and like, do they give me a thumbs up for this action or a thumbs down? Not judgment, shame, like not blaming you, but just like, go ahead. Like that, that's the move or like, don't do that one. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I know the feeling. But yeah, that's a cool, that's a, yeah, that's a, I'm not sure what the, what the word is, but yeah, cool visualization at the very least. I like yeah. Yeah. Okay. Beautiful, man. Well, you've got some stuff to work with then. Um, it's super relatable and, and near and dear to my heart. Like I've struggled with self-worth 
for so long um, that it really led me to take this work on as, as the entirety of what I want to be doing with my life uh, 10 years ago. Um, and it can still come up and down, but you're not alone in it, brother. Yeah. Thank you so much, Jacob. Yeah. All right. I'm going to take you off the hot seat here. And thank you to Michael. Mute you and unpin your video. All right. I think trying to remember between Laura and Josh. I think I spoke to you last, Laura. So I think I'm going to go to Josh, although I might be wrong here, but we'll see if we have time for both of you guys. Um, so Josh, let's see if we could keep this. Our calls are 75 minutes. So we'll see if we could keep yours to 10 and then we'll do 10 for Laura. Let me pin your video, Josh. All right. What's cracking, dude? Okay. I'm being, I'm being pulled in two spots and I want to pick one. Um, one is, uh, and I'll just bring them up quickly. So one is the, like where we kind of finished off the last time we spoke with like relationships and how, and that is really present for me right now. So maybe I'll just kind of go with that. Um, so we talked about kind of how I'm kind of feeling kind of going between two jobs. Uh, I like having a secondary job opportunity and then recognizing, well, actually my main party is like a girlfriend um, and how I want to, and this kind of ties back to what you were talking about with Julie, um, like how I want to, you know, when I want, when I get a relationship, like I want to feel, you know, love, connection, you know, connection certainly, which has been talked about. Um, let me take a breath, slow down a little bit. Um, yeah. So yeah. So what? So 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 I'm I'm um, connected to your story, and to like the journey that you've been on. So give me the core of it. Like here's the here's the question. Here's my deep sharp inquiry. The question is like I want I'm feeling a sense of urgency to get this relationship area of my life ha handled. C the coronavirus is a little bit more challenging. Um, but how can I make, so like, what can I do today to put myself on the path toward getting there, toward achieving? Get rid of the idea that it'll ever be handled. Okay. That's fair. Um, because right. Cause like, even when I do have a girlfriend, there will be new challenges. There, there will always be new challenges, new levels of, of things. So I guess if, maybe the reframe is like, what can I, like, what can I do today to make sure that I'm, I'm on that path? Because I've been running away from that path for so long. Um, so how can I make sure that I'm moving that direction? And like, and more focused on the journey than the result, but like legit on the journey rather than running from it. I don't feel a doubt that you are not paying attention to that. It feels like you're paying attention to that. I think I am now. I think for the for I, I think I, th I think that was one one of the things that's that quarantine has opened up for me is like, oh snap! I actually really like for a year or two like it's like I have no interest in bringing someone into my life, and since quarantine started, like, oh snap! This is it was a reminder, and part of it was going through true path. Like, oh shit, this is something that I do want. Um, it's like after having been like out of the loop for so long, it's like, how do I just like get myself 
back moving again? Like, how do I build some momentum? And um, yeah. Is that it? Um, I mean, the big question is like, how do I, like, I mean, the big, the, the deeper question is like, how do I stop hiding these parts? Like I've been, that I've been afraid to express. And this is a little difficult to probably do in like seven minutes, but um, that's like ultimately what's been holding me back. Um, is there's a masculine so what, energy? There's what, a, what's, what stands out to me, Josh? is that you have a, is that I hear you say that you're being held back. What stands out to me is that for you, you feel like you're in a deficit. Something's not right. You're behind, you haven't been doing what you're supposed to be doing. Yeah, there's some, there's a lot of guilt around that, that being 33 and like seeing my brother, like home super, like is going to have, is my younger brother by two and a half years, not only is he married, but he's about to have a kid any day now. And while I'm happy for my brother, I'm like, shit, I'm like, this was supposed to be my path like five years ago. What have, what have I been doing with my life? Yeah. So I wouldn't trust that for life guidance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, I think it's, yeah, it, it's not going down that path. Um, it's more of a path forward. It's like, I think, well, I, I feel like I've heard you say in the past, like, there's nothing to forgive necessarily. Um, but to accept that I am where I am and to not make my current situation wrong. Like, yep, I'm single, 33, never had a girlfriend, haven't been on that journey in the past couple of years, even though it's what is most aligned with my heart and like accepting that part and being like, okay with being single, um, like not making my current situation wrong. I think that's really important. And then, like, finding that acceptance and love within, and then working to bring that out. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. I love that. One other piece that stands out to me is, like, you have your brother, he's getting married, he's having a kid. Like, that feels like that's, like, so far down the, the path or the trajectory like juxtaposed with like I'm 33 and I haven't had a girlfriend. It, they just feel like completely different worlds almost that if I were in your shoes, like, and then I tried to, and I had like a notion that I was supposed to be like where my brother is, that would just feel so overwhelming, like so impossible even. Like I almost wouldn't even think that'd be possible. 
like of course it is but i just wouldn't even think like in my experience i'd be like for me like that's impossible that i think and of course it's coming up like i think it's totally normal that you feel that um i would have you inspect like what's the next baby step like is the next baby step like just having like i don't know a conversation with a woman or like reaching out like something like that um and just like i would just i would just get really present to where you are and like what's the next baby step and and simultaneously i'd be cautious to believe that just because society tells us we're supposed to get married and have a kid or you see your brother doing that that that's actually going to be your genuine truth when you get there or even now like you might get into a relationship and be at the point where you're supposed to get married and then suddenly realize i don't want to fucking do this i like being single or i like dating or I, and, and that might actually be your truth. And I think it's really dangerous to assume that because these are traditional markers of what society says is success, that when you actually get there, that it's gonna be authentic and fulfilling and genuine to you. And in my experience, more often than not, it's not, it's not just like a great fit because society said it was gonna be a great fit. And the work never stops of discerning well what's true for me here versus what's not true and how do I have the courage to really honor the parts that are true for me and then discern this these parts aren't true and I'm going to do what society might judge me for doing by not conforming to the traditional path for success whether it's in your relationship or in your career and I'm going to fucking be willing to be true to myself instead even if other people don't get it Yeah, there's definitely an element of tapping more into that truth. I find myself so influenced by outside. And because there is like, I mean, obviously this world is, is endless. You, there's what society says when people going against the green, like either not getting married or women who don't want to have kids or, um, you know, and when I see what society is like, what's normal for society, I was like, Oh, I want to do that. And then I see people like, being like, Oh, I don't have kids. I'm like, well, maybe I don't want to have kids, but I'm just, so I'm more like looking external than internal. Um, what I can share is more vulnerably. Um, well, no, actually, let me stop you from doing that. Cause I sure. said we were going to do a 10 minute timer okay. and go to lore and we're there right now. Right. What I'll, what I'll, what I'll end with is so you don't know if that'll be true for you when you get there. Like, and, and even saying when you get there is creates a like presumption that you should go there or get there, which is not true. You don't know if that'll be your truth or not. So check in in this moment with what is your truth. And just like with um, in this moment about your current reality, just like we did with, with Julie of like what need of yours isn't being met. Oh, I'm craving connection. Great. What's one way you can bring a little bit more connection into your life? Baby step. For you, same thing. What's true is that I'm craving probably connection in an intimate way. What's one baby step I could take to start to um, 
that would be true to me to start to nourish my sense of connection. Let me pause you there, take you off the hot seat. Um, you know, sending you love on the journey, brother. I, relationships, those, are, uh, those aren't the easiest of places to be in. And um, I see you being there. So thank you, dude. All right, we're gonna shift here. We're gonna go to Laura. We're gonna finish strong in the last 10 minutes. Laura, no pressure, yeah. finish strong. <laughs> so I had the two subjects and I preferred you choose uh, between them. The first one was about um, over, like overwhelm of possibilities and including some really real ones. Like I have so many things I could be doing, I should be doing and stuff like this. I mean, for example, concretely. Um, no, I got it. Open... I got it. Okay. I got so it. Overwhelm of possibility. And what's the other one? Overwhelm of possibility. And the other one is how uh, like shadow rising, like stuff that I project on people. And I'm like, I really analyze and I see what's going on. And then suddenly somebody tells me like opposite info and I'm like, oh, wow. And was that all my, like my shadow, like coming up in this interaction and the other person was not living this at all. I was living. Yeah. Let's go in, let's go into that one. And what I would have you say is, is actually, if you could go into one specific interaction, yeah, 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 I guess. So tell me about, and the reason that we're going to do this is because the micro will inform the macro. So what's happening at the, at the deepest, most kind of closely observed level is usually great data that's super valuable for everything else outside of it. So if you could like zoom in to what was the point of conflict that you're talking about right now? Okay. So there was this woman um, in, so in, uh, in the organization I'm working for, um and um she was like like she she's um going every place talking all the time to every channel and stuff and she like my okay i'm gonna say my interpretation my original interpretation which got screwed because it's very difficult for me to rewrite the whole story so uh i thought she was like um never losing uh, wanting to know everything about everyone, being very, very controlling, being manipulative because she organized so many one-to-one -one meetings so that one-on-one -on -one meeting was like uh, founders I could make. Then the next two days after, they would tell me different because they had conversation with her and stuff. So I got kind of paranoid, you know, like, and, and just overwhelmed. And, um, and a feeling that she was really um, trying to take me out. And the interaction with me also it was going all, all the place. It was weird. It was like we're talking a long time. We have work to do and, and look Now, cool. before you go any further, how much sleep are you getting? Hey, I, I, I promise you, I won't talk again if I'm not correctly rested, fed, you know, feeling good and stuff. I don't feel like awesome, but no, no, I'm fine. Now I'm and, fine. And, and, and I mean today, but I mean also in you know, whenever this was happening? Uh, yeah, less. Um, less least, sleep. Less, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. So it's, that's, I mean, it's simple, and I know you want something more profound, <laughs> no, but no. I would point it's you right back that. to that place. It's not, it's, it's more than that. I, I agree, but it's like, this is the basic. 
there is also a level of interaction, which I had interaction, like even complicated one, misunderstanding and stuff with like 50 other people in the same time. And I was like paranoid on her. Okay. You see what I mean? I was like, the, the, it's a different. Uh, yeah. I, I'm, I'm very like, I trust everyone. I love people. Uh, it's rare when I feel like I should really um, uh, protect myself from someone. And right, especially so me, that. Yeah. Take me to the thing. So here's the thing, the specific so thing. Here's the thing. Then I got, I, I was like so tired of this. I asked one founder, I sent a big mail saying, okay, why can't she just focus on her work? Let me do all my work. I don't understand what she's doing, doing that and then like complaining. Okay. I'm saying, yeah, that's too much for me. And the guy, he answered back like the day after. And uh, he said, uh, well, actually, each time your name pops up, she's like raving about you. She loves you so much. She sings so good things about you. And I was like, whoa, <laughs> that is really weird. I thought she was out to get me, you know. So that's the point. That's, and then suddenly, physically, I was like completely freed. Like this nod I, I even feel even now. Um, most of the time on my, on my stomach, like on my uh, solar plexus, I all, almost all the time I'm, uh, have a nod here. So it all went out. My heart stopped feeling like an empty hole. Like it was all relaxed. It was very powerful. I was like, wow, okay. So that was all my shit. And how I know next time to avoid throwing my shit on other people. Yeah. So yeah. let me, let me, for the sake of time, let me go in here with you. So what yeah. was the specific thing? Like if you were to accuse her in one sentence, what would you accuse her of? Um, she demoted me. Like, this is very simple. So I make it simple. There is a lot more. Uh, she, she demoted me of my official title and like uh, uh, prevented me from following up on contacts that I had. Okay, so she demoted you and prevented you Not from- Not directly, from the backside. Following up. So and she, went she went behind your back. Spy. Yeah, and then she went to, she came to spy uh, inside my workplace. You know, that was to make it super simple. Yeah, so she went behind your back, she spied on you, yeah, and then she- and then she, what did she do with your contacts? She made it so you couldn't be in contact with them? Yeah. 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 She, she, so, cut, uh, she cut the possibility that I, I, I help in something that was on her territory. Yeah. So okay. I, entirely this territory, which I had never wanted to occupy in the first place. That's why. Gotcha. So you're familiar with shadow projection? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I better be. <laughs> Okay. But the thing is, please help me how I avoid this one next time. How, I mean, I talk to other people, I, I you know, like, whoa, wow. I, what could be something that I can know? Okay, this is okay. It's just my shadow projection, no problem. It's not reality. It looked so real. Yeah. yeah. So, all right. Great. So first is how much sleep did you get? <laughs> Keep bringing it back to that for you. How much sleep did you get? How much water did you drink? When's the last time you've done some movement? Did you get some sunlight? Like basic dino dude stuff. 
right? Like it's yeah. always going to start yeah. there. Yeah. This was uh, pretty much handled after the two weeks uh, before that I was right. just like burning down right. completely or up actually burning then, up like a geyser. So, so then if you do, so if, if, if your reptilian brain is stabilized and also your inner child, your mammalian brain, the emotional brain, I check in with that also. Yeah, this, uh, yeah. I would check in with that. Um, then what, what you can do is to, just like with Michael, we kind of decoupled the thought from him. So instead of like him beating himself up or having low self-worth, it was like we were able to kind of take that outside a little bit by saying like, oh, that actually is grandma, right? <laughs> so with you, instead of being in the experience of she's fucking me over or like yeah. she's going behind my back. Yeah. If you I'm can kind of, I, I already see you starting to decouple it where you're like, Oh, it's my shadow. Like is doing something is getting mad is projecting. Right. Um, I'm not sure it would make sense to go directly to her. Maybe it would make sense to go to someone who knows you both, but to say something who you trust, who's like, I can confide in this person. But yeah, maybe to say something like, I have a story that she mm -hmm. is doing mm -hmm. this thing behind my back and I'm trying to understand if there's any truth to that. So you can kind of not say it as like, she's doing this, but like, I'm finding myself, like I have this story and I'm trying to figure out why, why do I keep having the story? And mm -hmm. it's a way that you can kind of bring it up without being accusatory of her. And the reason I say don't bring it up to her, you, there might be a time and place to do it, but I think the first stop would be checking in with someone kind of on the team who you can confide mm -hmm. in for emotional support that um, can help check you because otherwise you may go create some drama that doesn't need to actually exist. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that, that's what I, <clears throat> I did, but because I, I expressed the things very logically and stuff, people were convinced by my version, actually. And uh, so... <laughs> yeah, and, so find someone who's not so easily convinced that you can check in. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, yeah, that's the non-existent, uh, like, uh, man in my life or something like this, not existing. Even my coaches, the other coach I got, it, it's, it's really tough yeah. um, to have this... Uh, um, open-hearted opposing force uh it's it's i, I don't find uh, and yeah well then but you can kind of guide them so then you can you can do that you can say hey help me see mm. how i may just be creating this yeah mm. but then each time i see interpersonal dynamics or just when i feel personally threatened actually Something yeah. like this. That would be a signal, a signal. Not when I see other people threatening other people because I'm pretty good. Usually I knowing exactly what's going on. You know? uh, okay. So when myself, I feel threatened. Uh, I will just uh, ask for somebody to contradict my story. But then sometimes yeah. I defend it back, you know, then and I'm like, I have this long list of proof, you know, like anyone. Yeah, of course, of course. So be, 
like one of the most important things when it comes to being supportive is directing the person who you want support from what kind of support to give you and getting specific. It's like, if you went to a restaurant, you wouldn't just say, give me food. Like you knew you were hungry and you knew you wanted food, but you wouldn't just say, give me food. You'd say, you know, Oh, like I want a burger or I want a salad or, you know, which salad do you suggest? Which burger? Like when you go for support, don't just say, all right, give me support. Say, here's the type of support that I would actually want. And it does force you and me to go inward and kind of check with ourselves and say, all right, so what actually is going to make the biggest difference here? And that in itself is a form of emotional leadership and, and maturity to be able to say, I'm going to try to convince you that this bitch is evil. <laughs> Something and don't believe my shit. Okay. Like challenge me on it and get me into my heart here. Because I'm in my head and I'm ready to go knock her out. No, I was ready to flee, actually. My staff was like, okay, whatever. I got so many other things. I'm ready I to book a trip could... and get the hell yeah, out of yeah. here. And I'm going to Australia. Yeah. yeah. All right. So, so do that. I mean, okay. listen, you're, you're bringing a nuanced situation that I think is relatable to everyone. And I'm giving you a nuanced answer of like, Let's go even deeper. Like, sure, there's a blanket term, but like, let's get specific here. And and I'd have you take that on of like, don't believe my shit. I'm gonna tell you why she's evil. Don't believe me until I have an open heart. Until you can feel my heart super yeah. open, we're not there. But I, you know, like even now, I don't. I feel a hole. It's weird. It's time. We're three minutes over. Yeah. I love okay. you and I love that hole and it's all yeah. good and you don't need to fill yeah. anything or do anything. Don't okay. worry about it. Thanks a lot, Jacob. You're all right. All right. Thank you, Laura. All right, guys. Thanks for being here today. I appreciate getting to share this space with you weekly and um, yeah, just the, the depths of the heart that you guys have brought. So much love from the Big Apple and um, thank you for being here and hope to connect soon. All right. Lots of love. Peace.